Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You can follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. Follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. I tweeted earlier this morning. I uh, just happened to pause on CBC News World, uh, and they were talking about the um, the closure, the lockdown of Brussels. And the reporter mentioned that um, the individual deemed responsible for the Paris massacre, maybe in in Brussels, and the CBC reporter referenced this individual responsible for the massacre in Paris, it said, as gentlemen. Gentlemen. The uh, authorities are looking for the gentleman. It was pretty close. So I just wonder if the CBC has a new, uh, a new terminology guide. The rest of us would prefer not to use. CFL legendary quarterback Doug Flutie and his outstanding wide receiver brother Darren's father died of a heart attack earlier in the week, and our condolences to the Flutie family. And an hour later, their mother died. We're told, also we're told at the time, apparently, of a heart attack. And there was a lot of talk about broken heart syndrome, which does affect people when a loved one dies, other times as well. It's a real medical condition, and joining us is Dr. Elon Whitstein, cardiologist and assistant professor of medicine at the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine and its Heart Institute. He's the lead author of a study on uh, broken heart syndrome. Dr. Whitstein, thank you very much for the time. So uh, broken heart syndrome is real. Your study established that. It's also potentially deadly from what I understand, but recovery is quick. What exactly is it? Well, thanks for having me. Uh, Broken heart syndrome was something that wasn't very well uh, understood about 10 years ago, and now it uh, seems to be commonly recognized and seems to be actually quite frequent. Uh, When we use that term in in the modern era, we're actually talking about a condition where after sudden emotional or physical stress, and it's often emotional, but it can be other things like pneumonia or other physical stressors, the heart muscle can become suddenly very weak, And the heart, if one thinks about it, is a pump, which has to pump blood to the rest of the body. So it is a condition where following sudden stress, you can be left with a very weak heart muscle, uh, leaving you with heart failure, with low blood pressure, and can sometimes lead to death if not treated. So this is an actual medical condition, but it's not a heart attack that's taking place. Yeah, that's exactly right. The the difference between this and a heart attack, uh, initially it was was very subtle, and, and actually the original patients that presented with this, it looked very much like a heart attack. The major difference is that with a true heart attack, there are blood clots forming in the arteries that, that lead to the, to the heart itself. In people with broken heart syndrome, their arteries are usually normal, and there's permanent damage done to the heart during a heart attack. But with broken heart syndrome, the, the damage is only temporary, and what we see is that the heart muscle typically fully recovers, and the person is left with no permanent heart damage, which is a major difference from a true heart attack. How do you discern between the two, even if you're a physician? Well, I, I think that it can be difficult in the initial phases. In other words, at the time that an ambulance picks you up, if you're having symptoms of chest pain, they, they won't be able to tell the difference. Even in the emergency room, it can be very difficult. It usually takes uh, certain tests, sometimes a, an angiogram where we look at the arteries around the heart. But the truth is that an ultrasound of the heart, what we call an echocardiogram, can get very good pictures of the heart. And people with broken heart syndrome, their heart muscles take on a very unique shape 
looks very different than what uh, we see with a heart attack. And we now recognize the syndrome well enough that when we see it, we're, we're pretty certain we're dealing with this condition. Dr. Whitstein, what's going on then when people actually do die, as in a spouse dying very soon, after the other spouse dies, and it's accredited to a heart attack? What's actually going on more than likely? Yeah. Well, when uh, we think that during the period of uh, sudden bereavement, there are a lot of physiologic changes going on in the body which can be harmful. In other words, uh, there are a lot of stress hormones produced like adrenaline and noradrenaline, the hormones that we make every day, but which can be made in, in much greater levels during time of, of grief and stress. And these hormones can do a lot of negative things. They can affect the, the blood pressure. They can actually cause direct heart muscle weakness. They can affect the way that blood flows to the heart. And so if someone is suddenly stressed or suddenly going through a very uh, grieving period, a lot of these negative things can happen. And, and we know from a lot of studies that after a spouse dies, your chance of having a heart attack or stroke can double during the first uh, couple of weeks. So uh, this has been very well uh, studied over the years and confirmed. Uh, my listeners know that my wife passed away just a few months ago. And, and, and I will tell you, um, shortly after her death, I seemed to feel like there were, and I'm only bringing this up in, within the context of the interview, mm -hmm. almost felt there were physiological changes taking place. I, I don't know if I felt, I don't know if this makes any sense, but I felt almost like there was a, a revving up of my system involuntarily. Maybe that's what we're talking about here. Well, I think that that's a, actually a very good description. Uh, they're the hormones that are produced, the chemicals that are, are made in our bodies every day, seem to be greatly accelerated during times of grief and, and times of severe stress. And a hormone like adrenaline would exactly do that. It would, it would cause a faster heart rate. It would cause an increase in blood pressure. Uh, and it could give you exactly uh, that feeling of being revved up that you just described. And, and we think in the long run, it's not good to have these type of hormonal changes uh, suddenly. And, and we know that, that after sudden death uh, or a person's going through sudden grief, uh, not only is heart attack uh, risk increased, but also stroke, and even the risk of having a blood clots in other places in your body. So the whole clotting system seems to change when we're grieving. What causes it to settle down? Well, we don't know 100% why, but we do know that with time, it does seem that things settle down. In fact, the the risk that is associated with grief, the, the major risk is in the period right after the death of the spouse. So uh, some studies have shown that in the first week, the risk of, of heart attack goes up the most. But most studies have shown that after about the first 30 days, the whole nervous system and, and sort of the whole system uh, gets back to its, its baseline, and, and that risk of stroke and heart attack and, and even dying seems to go back to baseline uh, after about the first month. So it's possible to have a heart attack after a spouse dies and you're experiencing intense grief in the first 30, 60 days. I think that's the time frame mm -hmm. you mentioned. Uh, and, and that can happen. Uh, um, a, a, a terminal heart attack can happen, but you have no heart damage. And it's because of the because of the your, your system, well, I think that running there, there's actually two different things that, that could be going on. In the case of uh, someone who dies suddenly, that could actually truly be a heart attack because we know that 
blood clot, the risk goes up after uh, someone's spouse dies. And so there are people who truly die of what we would call a real heart attack uh, after a spouse dies. And someone with, with broken heart syndrome, like we've been calling it with, uh, with this other condition, what happens is that the heart muscle becomes very weak. And if the heart can't pump blood, there certainly is a risk of death. But if you're supported in the hospital and if the doctors are able to, to treat the underlying condition appropriately and in time, the heart muscle will go back to normal again within a couple of weeks. It's incredible, the situation or phenomenon. I'm not quite sure how, how to describe it. Yeah, it, it is really quite amazing to see. And I think it, when, when people first started seeing this in the medical community, it was somewhat hard to believe because we were seeing these incredibly weak hearts right after someone went through some kind of uh, severe emotional trauma. And they could be amazingly sick, requiring intensive care. Uh, and then a couple of weeks later, the heart muscle looks completely normal again. And even though the person may not have fully recovered emotionally, the heart itself looked, uh, looked completely back to normal, which was quite a shocking thing to see. Dr. Whitstein, thank you very much. I appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All the best. Dr. Elon Whitstein, cardiologist, assistant professor of medicine at the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine and its Heart Institute on The Roy Green Show.